Um, time after time. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know hey everybody, welcome back to Screen Weens, the show where you get to meet Eten and Tallhead. Yeah. He's Eten, I'm Tallhead. And welcome to the show. Is, are those our canon podcast No, I don't think I have one yet. I can't, I well, can't, you, I can't you, make up my own name. Well, Pierre, does does Tallhead get the stamp of approval? He'll probably call me like G four, G four, like the old video game channel. Did you ever say, watch that? Uh, I watched a little bit. Of I it. watched uh, like Code Monkeys. I think. Was yeah, on Code Monkeys was my jam, and I don't really know why because I've tried to rewatch it. And I'm like, it's okay. It's not like terrible. Yeah, I don't know if I like it now. I barely remember it. I remember there was a big joke in one episode where uh, the the like big fat programmer that was a nerd. I don't know if you remember him. Not particularly. Uh, he nope. he was like coding a game, and they're like, "You really need." He was talking about like pretty much chocobos. Chocobos. Do you know what a chocobo is? No. It's like a big chicken thing. It's in Final Fantasy. They ride them around. Oh, okay. But he was talking about them. Then he's like, I have a big cock in my game. And they're like, you need a big black cock in your game. Ah. And that was just the big, it was like, ha ha. <laughs> there was the, the like, CEO of the company was a big, he was like a cowboy. The only character. And then he had a little Asian boy that lived with him. Oh. Who just ran around screaming with an Asian accent and, like, jumping Huh. And hiding. The only character I really remember, and I don't, I don't remember them, like, specifically. I just remember, like, thinking there was a character in there that reminded me of, like, a Randall character from Clerks. And I know you haven't seen Clerks. Oh, yeah, Randall. From Monsters, Inc. Yeah. When he turns invisible. But just, like, a slacker kind of guy. Mm. Yeah, the main character. Well, technically, like, the main two characters were like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, there was the big thing where uh, <laughs> they made the main character be responsible for making the E.T. video game. Oh. I don't know if you know anything about E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it caused the video yeah, game crash. Yeah, they buried a bunch of them in the yeah. desert. Well, supposedly. I, I, I need it. I think, didn't they, like, find it? I, I might be wrong on that. I don't know. I remember James Rolfe being like, I'm going to go get him. Yeah, J- James Rolfe is how I know about the whole thing. I'm ah, a big yes. ABGN fan. Easy uh, the angry video game nerd. Easy the angry Atari nerd. <laughs> oh, dude, I love... I still watch ABGN. I haven't watched the last couple, but I still like keep. I think I like him much more, like... A lot of his older stuff is pretty cringy, just because it's kind of just, he was younger and, you know, like, uh, Shit Pickle was a character. Yeah. It wasn't very funny. Um, yeah. He just does a lot of things where he's like, I'm going to go poopy on this game because it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but I like that he's, like, actually grown 
Like, you look at somebody equally as cringy, if not more, like the Nostalgia Critic. Yeah, Nostalgia Critic is kind of stacked. The exact same. And, I mean, AVGN very much is the same, but he's got, like, that older kind of, like, retrospective. Like, he'll he'll do tons of episodes where he'll kind of, like, look back at the history of the nerd. Yeah, exactly. Like, he... He's, like, grown, and he also, even when he was cringy, he had some, like, good takes and points. Yeah. And Nostalgia Critic, I don't think, is, like, a, you know, ever, like, or never smart, but it's less so. And there are some episodes, like, of the older episodes I can still go back and watch and enjoy, like, uh, some of the ones, like, uh, Birthday, or Crazy Castle with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I was about to, yeah. uh, Birthday blowouts, like, eh, it's okay. But uh, Crazy Castle, that's the one where it was like, yeah. But, like, and, and they've done the exact opposite with their skits. Like, AVGN has less than, less skits, I would say. And Nostalgia Critic is just like, let's put in a ten-minute skit to begin the show. Yeah. That's really, really bad. Oh, dude. I, I dropped off Nostalgia Critic for good when... The, like change the channel documents came out, but before yeah. before that, I had been tapering off because he started doing those like, well, we're gonna start re- we're gonna start reviewing the movies that are in theaters, and we're gonna do complete remakes in our costumes and shit. And it's just like when they did it the first time. I want to say that the one of the first ones they did was Pixels. I think the very first one they did was for uh, Jurassic World, if I remember. Okay, and then I think Pixels was soon after. I think they came out around the same time. And, like, the first time I was fine with it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then I'm just like, oh, we're doing this? Yeah. I thought it was, like, a special thing. Yeah, no, it it became pretty pretty normal if there was a movie he wanted to talk about. And I think it became, it it was, like, easier for him to dance around the copyright. Yeah, exactly. And I get it, but I would rather just... You just talk about the film. I don't need clips. Exactly. Um, James Rolfe on, like, Monster Madness, he would, like, instead of using clips now, he'll just use, like, still images. And it's like, there you go. That That's a solution. That works. If you really need to, like, have some I remember I used representation to, from the movie. I used to watch his old, like, monster movies he had made when he was a kid, oh, like, yeah. all the time. They're, Gotta add those to Letterboxd. Yeah, like the head incident. Yeah, um, the, the head incident. The deader, the better. Uh, oh, what's that? It's like not. It's not. It's something to do with like a cat. Like I can't remember the title of it. Um. Yeah, no, he he's got some pretty like they're fun to watch, and I like like seeing the progression of like his passion throughout the course of his life. He's very, like, personal in that regard. Yeah. You can tell that, like, he's built, like, this kind of small, like, place where he just makes the type of stuff he wants to make, and he's got a lot of fans who really like it. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's kind of really endearing, the, the fact that, like, he's now become nostalgic for his own, like, job, I guess, because yeah. he's been doing it for so long. Oh, and, yeah. Even watching, like, the first Nostalgia Critic, and now it's just like, wow, he looks so different. Like, he looks the exact same, but just so different as well. Yeah. Does he still shave his head currently? Is he, like... I don't know. I haven't watched him in a while, either. Yeah. But I used to watch Bored James a lot. Oh, Bored James is the best. He he ended it, but... 
And I was so disappointed because I'm like, there's billions of games. Yeah. Um, to my understanding, they had a, uh, I think like Mike and, had, uh, and Bootsy had like a falling out. Yeah. So I, I think they don't want to continue. I've heard that Mike's a dickhead. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard similar things and I can kind of see that. So it's like, oof. Um, I like a lot of the new personalities they've got on the channel though. Like, I like, uh, Tony and Justin and, uh, no, like we should get James Rolf on the podcast. James Rolf, if you ever want to come hey, on this podcast, I know you got you know set for life. You got millions of subscribers and stuff, but if you, you ever want to be on a podcast with forty subscribers, yeah, I mean we could talk about the Universal Monster movie, whatever you want to talk about, James. You can pick all the movies for that episode. We can watch the nineteen ninety four Fantastic Four movie. We could. I don't know if that'd be like particularly up his alley. I mean, he likes. I think he likes Roger Corman schlock. So probably it's probably really bad. We can watch all the Puppet Master films. We could. All right. Uh, so it's been like almost two weeks since we recorded because I didn't really want to record another one in Mexico because the audio quality was shit. Even when I fucking spent like an hour trying to fix it, so. I'm back in the Washington. Yes. And we're recording a podcast today and a podcast in like two days. Yep. Um, so I watched a bunch of other movies pretty much. Uh, did you? I didn't watch any movies, but I've been watching uh, The Clone Wars. I've been watching a little bit of Star Trek. And I've been reading a little JoJo's. Been so how, how far are you into Clone Wars now? Um, I want to say, like, seven or eight episodes into the, like, first, like, so the, the way it works. Season, or are you doing it with the... I'm doing like, it in chronological order, so, like, order. Uh, in like order you have the list. Happen. Okay. Yes. Uh, and the way that the list goes is I got to watch, um, it starts off, they're like, all right, watch Cat and Mouse, it's like season two, episode 16. And watch season one, episode 16, watch the movie, and then watch episodes one through 15 of the first season. And I'm, like, on episode, like, eight or so, somewhere in there, of the first season. One of the, like, early episodes that I actually do really like that I don't think a lot of people do, uh, I think this is one of the early episodes, um, Plo Koon and the, like, troops are stuck in a ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I really like that episode. Yeah, that was a good episode. I really like that. And the droids are, like, coming along and, like, just trying to kill all the survivors and... Yeah. uh, Just that. Like, the the droids, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff. And there's a lot of stuff in the Clone Wars where I'm like, yeah, cool, they're introducing force powers that, like, don't exist or, like, didn't exist, you know? And then, like, the Loku just, like, walking around in space, you know? Yeah. And then people were so upset because... Leia flew through the air. I'm like, what the fuck? That's literally a thing already. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that most people live in the original trilogy. And yeah. They refuse to accept anything that is canon outside of it. I, but that's they'll still watch the new shit. I want to see, like, I want to talk to the people that didn't like the prequels. Because there's a lot of, like, retrospective people don't like the prequels. But when it first came out, they did do pretty well. Like, have you ever seen that video of people coming out of episode one and they're like, holy fucking shit, this is the best Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, no, it's the know? same thing that happened with episode seven, because episode <laughs> seven came out and everyone is like, 
yes, yes, we got Star Wars back. And then like two months later, everyone's like, actually, it kind of ripped off A New Hope. Yeah, and I like, came out of the theater and I was like, all right, that was just kind of A New Hope again. But I liked it. I liked the new characters. I knew that it was just set up for a new story. It was a smart move because, I mean, the prequels felt pretty different tonally from the original trilogy. And this kind of like went back to feeling a bit more tone-wise like the original trilogy a bit. Yeah. Um, the thing is about that is I don't really agree that it's just an, a new hope. I get where people are coming from, but I think it, it's, it's got a lot enough. of like, plot similarities. It feels yeah. like new hope. But I feel like the themes of, of it are a lot of different. Yeah, no, and, they, they definitely, it's, it's kind of like an anti-new hope. It's like they take exactly. new hope and they kind of like go different routes with it. But people were obsessing for years. They're like, have you heard the ring theory? Which is the thing about, you know, everything rhymes, you know, it's supposed to mirror, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it, the first and second trilogy. So when they made the third trilogy and they do the same thing, people are pissed. They're like, what the fuck? You would fucking jerk yourself off for years. Like, have you seen the ring theory? <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Jordan's favorite. Oh, he said it to me. I was like, I don't. Fuck it. I would love more Jar Jar Binks. Speaking of Jar Jar Binks, did you see they're doing a new, um, <laughs> a new, they're doing a game show? Like a Star Wars game show? Oh. Did you ever watch uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple? No. Um, it was like a Nickelodeon, like, game show where you would do, like, challenges and trivia and, like, go through, like, explore this, like, temple. And there were, like, guards that jumped out at you. Okay. It was so much fun. As a kid, I watched it so much. But they're doing, like, a Star Wars, like, Jedi Temple Challenge thing, which, like, from what I read, kind of feels similar to it. It's like a kid's game show. I'm like, cool, I like kid's game shows. Like, when I was a kid, that was, like, my favorite thing to watch, kid's game shows. Like, Nick Arcade. You ever watch that one? No, I, I'm not a big game show guy. Oh, yeah, I was, because that's all I had. I had a game show network, and uh, I had, like, so I've always watched a ton of game shows, but, um... Oh, there was, like, Nickelodeon Guts, which was just, like, a big obstacle course. Um, but they're doing this one, and it's uh, hosted by Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really great that he's getting more work in Star Wars. Yeah. After he almost killed himself because of the backlash. Yeah. People being dickheads for playing his character. Yeah. Like, you can dislike a character. Why do you bully actors? I say this every day. Yeah, it's like they didn't... Or direct... Or anyone. What's the point of bullying yeah, someone? because, I mean, he, like, if someone... Like, if George Lucas comes up to you, it's, like, 1996. I'm assuming that's, like, around the time they probably started working on the prequels. Uh, and, you know, Star Wars is big. You know, it's probably, like, the biggest trilogy at that point in time. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, because they have, like, Indiana Jones, but I don't think that was, like, nearly as big. Like, Indiana yeah. Jones is big, but yeah. Star Wars was, like, changed things. <laughs> exactly. And it's like... Um, oh, Jaws 1 through 3. I mean, uh, there there were trilogies, but I, no, I, I think... No, that was the Star biggest. Oh, well, there's technically four Jaws movies. You're leaving out Jaws the Revenge. We're not talking about that one. I haven't seen 2, 3, or 4. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen them since I was a kid. But I think Jaws the Revenge is more entertaining than the third one. But um, I digress on that. Uh, where the fuck was I just now? Oh, yeah. It's like, 
it, imagine like mid to late 90s, George Lucas comes up to you and asks you, hey, you want to be part of the biggest and most popular franchise in the world that you probably grew up watching and love? Yes? Okay. And it's like, nowadays, I feel like my answer would be much different. Like, I feel like it's someone nowadays. I could much more easily see an actor being like, fuck that. I don't want to be in Star Wars because if you... Star Wars fans can be vicious. Yeah. It's like, you have to be in Star Wars and just, like, block it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, Star Wars is one of those franchises that's gonna... Like, I would, of be, course. On day one, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Like every character. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll fight, I'll fight the fans, I don't give a shit, I'll fight them. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, roles that, you know, stick with you to your grave, because it's such a popular... Yeah, exactly. But, it's weird because, like, I was actually thinking about this yesterday, about how, like, Marvel movies, they're really good at taking an actor that's good and just kind of overshadowing all of their, like, really good roles and be like, that's the Hulk. Oh, yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Oh, I really want to see that Dark Water. I just saw it last night. Did you? It's really good. There's one part with, like, pretty bad CGI Hmm. because, like... Uh, there's a part where, like, animals are getting sick and, like, okay. kind of going rabid. And there's a part where the animal attacks. And there's some pretty... It's pretty goofy looking. But the rest of the movie I, like, really loved. Okay. Like, it's one of my favorite... Uh, there's... I don't know if you know the guy, David Ehrlich. Ehrlich? Um, he, he's a reviewer on Letterboxd. I think he's one of the most popular ones. He works for IndieWire. Like, he's a professional reviewer. Okay. But his, his review is just like, a great addition to the they knew genre. Ah, and that's like, I love, like, uh, based on true story, like, they knew films. Oh, yeah. Because I watch spreads awareness yeah. of the kind of shit that exactly. goes on every single day. But, but that's exactly a Mark Ruffalo. And he was in, like, Spotlight as well, and uh, okay. which you need to watch. I is that's in the same thing? <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. It's, I, well, it's about, like, uh, it's about, like, priests in, like, a big church, like, touching kids and the uh, church protecting them. Oh, is it about the whole scandal where they move them around? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly. It. He's like, <laughs> But he's, like, a really great actor. And the same thing for Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans is fantastic. And he, I think they both do elevate the Marvel films. Like, without them, I don't think I would care about the Hulk besides being, like, he's big and green. Yeah, no. And I, he's, like, the first time I cared about Captain America was was, was when Chris Evans played him. Yeah, because they, they've got pretty, like, service-level writing, honestly. But, like, the actors bring so much charisma yeah. to kind of make it seem a lot more three-dimensional than it really is. Yeah. And it really adds a lot to the movies. So I just... But I think Star Wars, for whatever reason, all the actors are able to usually break out of it. Like, at least in the original trilogy. Like, Mark Hamill, he got... Really successful doing voice work and yeah. stuff. Um, Hans, uh, Harrison Ford was already, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. Carrie Fisher didn't really, but. Yeah, she. That's unfortunate. Like, she got. Yeah, super into drugs. drugs and stuff. But she got back. Like, she was really healthy. Again, yeah. And that's why. She was sad. Uh, I, I love. I've been, like, seeing a lot of, like, just Carrie Fisher clips circulating around the Carrie internet. Carrie Fisher's hilarious. Yeah, dude. She was so funny. Yeah. So sad. Um, and even the new one, like, 
Daisy Ridley's been in a couple things. Like, she was in Ophelia, which just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's in Chaos Walking, I think it's called. The new it's a script by Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. It, that's uh, her and Tom Holland. I've heard not very good things about that one. I don't uh, think he, it, I it's, don't it's think not, anyone's it's, seen it. Huh? I don't think anyone's seen it. Uh, I think Adam did from YMS. I think hmm. he saw it at a festival. Um, or maybe not. Maybe I just heard things through like the grapevine. But I know that Charlie Kaufman didn't like write write it. He was just like a. It was kind of like one of those paycheck gigs to kind of. Gotcha. Like he went in and kind of touched up someone else's. I don't think it'll be nearly as good as the like other Kaufman films because it's by director Doug Lehman. If you know him, he did like he's done some good stuff. Like he did uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which I've heard really good things about. Okay, for like Groundhog Day, but yeah. guns. All you need is kill. Ah, um, oh, yes. And he did like uh, the Born Identity, which I haven't seen, but I've heard the Born movies are pretty good, and I've heard that might be the best one. Ah. Uh, is you, the Born Identity the first one? Um, maybe? I think so, because I think it was Born Identity and then Born Ultimatum. No, Born Supremacy was the second one, then Born Ultimatum. Okay. And then Jason Bourne. And then Born Legacy. No, Born Legacy, then Jason Bourne. Is, uh, Born Legacy was the Jeremy Renner yeah, one. I was going to say. He beats his wife. In real life? Yeah. Well... No, but it came out that, like, he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Who's what? Oh. Yeah. Jeremy. Yikes. What are you doing? So, maybe Hawkeye won't be in the Marvel movies anymore. Good. Um, but Because he really wasn't up until Infinity War recently anyway, so. He's like, what if we make him the villain of the first Avengers by making him, like, oh, I'm being brain-controlled. I, I hate the first Avengers. Yes, definitely. I, I People are like, this is the best movie ever. They're like, do you remember the funny part where the whole grabs Loki and goes, boo, boo, boo? And I'm like, that wasn't funny. Like, yeah, it's it's okay. It's, it's all right. It's pretty badly lit. Did I give you a soda? Yeah. Oh, God. That's right here. Um... Yeah, no. Uh, I hate, or I don't hate the Avengers. I, I I don't particularly like the first Avengers movie, but I fucking hate Age of Ultron. It's just funny because I don't mind Age of Ultron. Oh, Age of I haven't Ultron's seen it in a while. I like. I kind of want to rewatch them, but I'm afraid if I rewatch like the entire MCU, I'll just not like like the vast majority you of the, won't. the first. I don't think least. you would. Like the first phase, I thought was pretty bad. Like, the only one I actually liked in the first phase is the first Captain America, and I barely liked that one. Yeah, it, it, I, I really liked the first Captain America. I think the first half is extremely better than the second half, because the first half is, like, a really nice character story. Yeah. And then the second half, they're like, alright, superhero movie, go! It's yeah. like, wait, no, I, I, I want... I want to focus on, like, Chris Evans being a fucking monkey He's in a suit dancing. I'm a monkey suit! They, 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 he draws that picture of the monkey. Yeah. Like, ah. But, yeah, no, I, because I thought about, because I want to do that, like, uh, ranking for the channel eventually, mm-hmm. and I want to rewatch through them just so I can, like, you know, have it set in stone, like, yes, this is my for sure opinion, because it's been so long since I've seen so many of them, but it's like, uh, I don't want to rewatch the 22 movies where I don't even like 
most of them. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably like most of them, but it's just like a movie that's a six out of ten. I'm like, I don't really have any reason to rewatch this movie. I'm like, I've seen so many movies that are good. See, I was lucky because I didn't watch any of them pre Spider Man Homecoming, and then oh yeah, then um, they got Spider Man. Like, oh shit. Well, my oh yeah, I remember that. Kind of like a continuity nut, so I'm like, ah, shit, I'm gonna have to watch all these movies. So I just binged through all the bad ones, and I was like, I still uh, haven't seen Thor too. That's so bad. I've heard. Oh, but uh, so I like binge watched all of them, and then I got to Spider Man, and I was like, okay, I'll just watch like Spider Man and like Guardians of the Galaxy, and call good. But uh. Yeah, I, I kind of looked out because around that point was the point where Marvel actually kind of started learning and like. Which is funny because there are still people that stand by that the phase one was the best. I'm like, are you fucking. Did you watch those movies? Yeah, they're, they're I awesome. stand by that I think the first Iron Man is awful. Like, yeah. I, I hate that movie. Uh, I, I, I personally don't mind the first Iron Man. I, I think that all three of the Iron Man movies are like half good movies. There's like half a good movie in each one of them, but they're weighed down by a bad half. And it's but like, the, pro- the nice thing about the second one is at least the bad half is like stupid bad, so I can like kinda, yeah, it's kind of The first one's just kind of boring. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the second one, I'm like, this guy has electro lips and he's talking about his bird! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sam Rockwell! Yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell is nice. I do enjoy me some Sam Oh. oh, yeah. So we were talking about Star Wars, <gasps> the Clone Wars, and Plo Koon, what we watched. And you were watching the original Star Trek? Yeah. Some season three episodes. How many seasons are there? Four? There's three. Three. You're almost there, Thomas! Yeah, I'm on the final and worst season. Nice. The one that got the show canceled. And then, I, I guess if you wanted to, you could count, like, the animated series as, like, the fourth season. Because they did an animated series. Oh. I don't know if the voice cast returned for that or not. Uh, I think so. I don't know a lot about it, but... Hmm. If the voice cast returns, I'll probably watch it. Um, now, Only George Takeda. I'm just kidding. I mean... I'll probably watch it eventually regardless. Um... But if it's got, like, some of the main cast members, I might feel more incentivized to watch it up front. Uh, so I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, I watched a bunch of David Lynch short films. Oh, yeah. Made Pierre watch them. Uh, so we watched uh, The Disc of Sorrow is Installed. Yes. That's a good one. I watched the PlayStation 2 ad he made. I haven't seen. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I watched. I think it's his first film, The Grandma, or The Grandmother. No, like uh, it's like a short film. It's called The uh, Six Men Getting Sick. It came out in '67. Okay, um, and I loved it. <laughs> I hated it. It's just a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's like a sculpted like canvas is the screen of like these people's faces and they're throwing up and it goes on for about six minutes hmm. and there's like this ambulance sound going on in the back and I don't know it, it spoke yeah. to me huh which yeah. most of David Lynch and Pierre's like 
a lot of his uh, short films, like his early short films, were like half movies, half paintings. Yeah. And it was like... I also watched The Alphabet. Have you seen that one? I have not. That one's really good. It's kind of scary as fuck. Huh. I was like, the fuck is going on? Don't you creepily sing The Alphabet to me? <laughs> and then we watched Pierre and Sunny Jim. I have not show. seen that one. I I've only seen like it's, a... It's on a green screen. And behind is like a farm. And the two characters, Pierre and Sunny Jim, are uh, gloves that have been blown up. And they're going, I guess, <laughs> and it's just that for three minutes, pretty much. God, David Lynch. And then one of them dies and, like, explodes. And the other one's like, ah! And I thought it was really bad uh, until it died. And then it was like, that was funny. But it was still bad. <laughs> it was a bad, it was a bad yeah. thing. Uh, I watched uh, Blue Green. And uh, I watched Steps. You seen Steps? I have not. It's a static shot of a flight of steps and it's a time lapse of the shadows coming in with drowning music but it's actually good because like as as like this huge shadow starts coming out like "Ah!" interesting and I think that was the last one I really watched yeah I need need to get back into it probably gonna watch rabbit soon Uh, I would recommend um Rabbits is in like Inland Empire. Um, I don't know if it was made for Inland Empire, but he uh, cuts to it a lot in Inland Empire. Oh, because um, I, I sat down and I watched like part of Rabbits, mm-hmm. and I've I've seen um, like the first thirty minutes of Inland Empire. Um, I was like just super tired when I tried to watch it, and I just hadn't tried it again since. But. Uh, I do need to get into it. Um, but yeah, Rabbits is weird because it's like, it's really slow. There's a lot of like dead air parts and they like say the lines spaced apart and out of order. So that sounds like my jam. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like Peter Hayden. <laughs> it's really weird, but it's, it's enjoyable. I, I, I think I watched like 15 minutes of it or so and I was like, all right, I just, I'll watch it in Inland Empire when I get there. Because I don't want to, like, watch Inland Empire to find out, like, this whole fucking film was, like, spliced in or something. I would hope it's not the whole thing, because the thing's, like, 40 minutes. So Inland's just, like, the whole thing. Inland Empire's, like, three hours. Oh, okay. It's, it's like, his longest movie, and it's kind of the movie that killed his career. Because he he was, like... No, just no, because uh, after he made Mulholland Drive, he was like on the up and up, and then yeah. he made Inland Empire in two thousand six, and everyone was like, "Ooh, what the fuck, David?" See, everyone likes David Lynch when they just have like the micro doses of him. That's why, like, every I feel like Inland Empire might just like knowing knowing the kind of person I am, I'm just gonna be. That's my favorite. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's Lynch at his uh, most unleashed. You should make a video game. Uh, they're doing a Twin Peaks VR video game right now. Ooh, is so, he like a part of it? I don't know. He's like, um, what? And there, Find it on your phone! There is this game. It's not official, but it's like David Lynch teaches you how to type, and it's like somebody doing a David Lynch impression teaches you how to type, and it's like a typing game. It's weird, but it's kind of fun. And he also made Black Baby. 
I wish. I wish Black Baby had some Lynchian elements thrown in there. <laughs> um, what else did I watch? Um, I watched a French horror film called Them. I've heard of that one. I haven't seen it. It's it's pretty decent. I assume you're not talking about the one about giant ants. No, I am not. Um, but it was pretty good. It's like in the same time as like the you know martyrs and then all that jazz started coming out. It's not as it's not extreme like any of them. Yeah, it has some good build up and the acting's really good. It was it was good. It wasn't like amazing or anything, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, I rewatched Searching because I love that movie. The, the John Show one. Okay. Where you on the computer? Yeah. Um, and then I watched Puppet Master 4, 5, and 6. Oh. And for the first time ever, I can say I like the Puppet Master. The movie. fifth one, right? The fifth one. Yeah. Which is the one people don't like. I, I, I'm like, how do you like any of them? I just have like... I watched them at, like, such a young age, so I just have, like, these, like, little glimpses of, like, just, like, streaks of memory from them. I think them. 4 and 5 really benefited from them. They're the only ones that are, like, well, I think the earliest ones that are, like, direct continuations. So the fifth one has, like, whoa, these characters actually have, have like, compelling arcs now, kind See, of, because they're, like, whoa, they had a whole hour and ten minutes to build them up. Hmm. Yeah, I never had the fourth one. I had... Oh. See, I had... I just... Uh, there used to be this uh, video store called Movie Gallery, and uh, you could, like, buy their VHS tapes for a dollar. So mm. I had, I had like, the first two, the third one, the fifth one, and Retro growing up. Ooh. Um, with Greg Sestero. Oh, is Greg Sestero in there? He's the main character in uh, Retro Puppet Master. Oh, huh. And he went on to... Be in room, the room. Yeah, not room. I wish it was in room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, huh? I didn't know he was in that. Man, that guy is just all over the camp. Yep. But uh, but and then six went back to being bad. Mm. But maybe I'll like retro. Maybe I I I barely remember it. Um, I've heard it's really bad, but. People said the fifth was bad, and that's the one I really like, so there's yeah. hope. And oh. then I'll have to watch the rest of them. The eighth is uh, Legacy, which is just a clip show with, like, five minutes of new stuff. I would just watch the five minutes. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it all because I'm a psychopath. Oh also, because it's been almost a year since I watched one through three, so maybe it'll actually help. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. And then uh, I watched Absentia, which is Mike Flanagan's like first, like one of his Mike first things. That name. Um, he did Doctor Sleep. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Before I wake. Yeah. The second Ouija film. Didn't he do Gerald's Game? Yeah. Like, which I heard is good. Of, uh, uh, he did. Uh, he yeah. He did Haunting of Hill House, and he did uh, Hush, which. I don't like... And he did Oculus. I've talked about him on the podcast before. Oh. I don't think he makes good third acts. Yeah. Like, pretty consistent. I, um, I, I remember liking Oculus when I saw no, it. Me but too, but I, I remember not really liking the third act. I I barely remember the third act. I rem- I, all I remember... 
truly is like the scene where he thinks he's eating an apple and it turns out to be like a light bulb. Ah, yes. I want to rewatch Oculus. Yeah, I need to rewatch it at some point, but, too, especially because it's got my girl Amelia Pond in it, who is, uh, I can't think of the actress's actual Karen actually. Gillen. Thank you. Have you seen Jumanji? Uh, I haven't seen uh, the sequel to Jumanji. I don't like the first Jumanji. And I, don't, I don't either, but I, I like that one. I rewatched that one. I don't like Kevin Hart or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You don't so. like The Rock? I don't. He's a nice man. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I just, I don't. He's one of those. I, I'm just cynical. I don't like actors who really don't bring a lot to the table outside of their charisma. And he's one of those dudes who just brings his charisma. Well, like, you should watch Jumanji. He kind of has, you know. Because he's playing a different character inside his body. So there's at least somewhat of, you know. Yeah. Actually, you wouldn't like Jumanji. I, I, I did. I, I, I really like Jumanji, but you might. I probably wouldn't. Anyway, Jumanji The Next Level comes out next week, and I'm excited. Because <laughs> um, I'm excited. The that Rock does a Danny DeVito uh, yeah. That's fun. Uh, if it's anything like in the trailers, it didn't really seem like much of an impression. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Absentia was bad, but it was very low budget and a lot of the acting was really bad. But there were some neat elements. There was a very, it was all about this like haunted tunnel pretty much. Okay. Like a tunnel you run through and then you grabbed and like pulled into the side and dead. Huh. Or not really dead, they like feed on your soul forever. Oh, nice. Like, there are some pretty scary elements. It was probably one of Mike Flanagan's, like, scariest films in some regards. But it was bad still. It was unfortunate. Um, so I've seen most of his films, and I think more than half of them I thought were bad. Mm. And I'm like, just make a better movie, please! Because when he does make good movies, like, I really like Doctor Sleep, personally. And uh, I like Oculus. And I like Haunting of Hill House. But same thing, I didn't like the third <laughs> act. But have you seen uh, the original Haunting? That's what the no, original adaptation No, but was. I've seen the remake with Owen Wilson. Uh, I, I remember really liking it as a kid. I don't I, know why. I saw it like once. So I technically I've seen it twice, but I've really only seen it once when I was a little kid because um, my parents took me when I was like a baby to see a double feature of Phantom Menace and the remake of that's a weird double feature. I do, yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going I, I don't know if it was like an official double feature or if they just called it a double feature because they went to go see two movies. Oh. I, I don't know what was going on there. But it's just how it was described to me. Oh, because phantoms haunt things. There we go. We found the common thread. Um, and then on the plane back, I watched, uh, I rewatched 12 Angry Men finally. Oh, I need to watch that. Oh. I, I got the criterion for it now. Yeah. So. Yeah, you told me that like three weeks ago. And you're like, I'm going to watch it maybe this week. I, I did. I'm so, see, I'm so indecisive because I'll have like, I'll buy a bunch of movies and I'll be like, ah, oh, which movie do I want to watch? Yeah. And then I don't end up watching any of them because I spend too much time deciding which one I want to watch. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I got 45 minutes before I got to go to bed. So, if I have time this Christmas, I probably won't because i got to rewatch the Star Wars films. But I was like, I should do this. The 12 Days of 12 Angry Men, where I watch it once a day for 12 days straight. 
And in each, like, review I make, I focus, like, on one of the jurors, because there's 12. Okay. So I might do that. Do, is there, like, enough uh, substance to each one of them? I think that? there is. I think that that movie, that movie's only an hour and a half, but I think every character's incredibly interesting on certain okay. levels. See, I like movies that can, like, instill a lot of information in a very, like, short amount of time and have, like, just... Like, Stuff that you can read into. Obviously, Henry Fonda is, like, the main character. Yeah. He's juror seven, I think, or eight. But, God, he's so good in that. God, that movie's so fucking good. And then I, on the plane, I, like, started to watch Mad Max Fury Road, and I'm like, this will be fine. It's just an action movie. And I'm like, oh, God, there's tits everywhere. I forgot. <laughs> so I yeah. turned it off. Uh, and then... um I watched Knives Out two days ago, finally. How was oh, it? Oh, my God. I love, it's probably... I think it's my second favorite movie this year. Okay. I... Oh, it was so good. It was so funny. It was funny, funny, funny. Yeah, I could tell. It's definitely going to have that, like, comedic... Daniel uh, Craig, like, adds most of the comedy, but... And then Anna de Armas, she's, like, amazing in the role. She's the best performance in that. Okay. I... Yeah, no, there's a few different movies I want to see that are playing currently, so one of these days I'm going to have to venture up to the theater and just have a fucking theater day. And then Dark Waters was amazing. I watched that yesterday. Yeah, I want to watch Dark Waters, I want to watch Knives Out, and I want to watch... Waves just came out. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's in theaters right now. I might see it later. Fuck! I want because that's one I've been waiting for. Uh, yeah, because the, all the trailers are just like coming soon. So I'm like, I don't know. And then I check the theater. Go, what? Yes. Yeah. The thing that the Playmobil movies up. Oh, um, the thing I hate about like the Regal we have here is like we'll get like the wide release dates, and it's like I'll look and it won't be on there, and then like a week later, someone will be like, oh yeah, it's at Regal. I'm like, what? God damn. It. So it's always like a week delay from when it's wide release. Like I was just looking on there the other day for uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems, yeah. I think that one's... The wide it's, release it's, is Christmas. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was like December 8th. No, um, I'm pretty sure it is Christmas. It I'm might pro- be. I'm probably actually going to the theater on Christmas. Mm. <laughs> because I'm just like, I have nothing else to do. So I'll probably watch that. I'm going to work soon. Nice. You want me to come help? I probably won't need it. It's more just there to maintain attendance. Ah. Um, And then yesterday I also saw Frozen 2 in theaters, which I like the first Frozen and I like this one. I thought the first Frozen was okay. I Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I don't think the music was quite as good, but... Yeah, I haven't heard... uh, Heard any music from it? So that's uh, Into the Unknown. I think is the big one that people really like, and that was probably my least favorite song in there. Like it was fine, but I'm just like, I don't get it. Why are people like circle jerking this song? Yeah, no, I, let it go. <laughs> oh my god! Because when fucking the first one came out, the songs from that were everywhere. They still are. <laughs> yeah, they still are. Oh, speaking of Dark Waters, I also saw another They Do movie. I saw the report. Because that's on Prime now. Uh, it's the one with Adam Driver. If you've seen that one. No. The trailer for that one at all. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it's about this guy named Daniel Jones, who was the lead investigator in like a like a U.S. Senate study on like the CIA's 
detention and interrogation program, which was like yikes. pretty fucking yikes. Yeah, because oh, it yeah. was like made in response, like the events of nine eleven. Ah, and these two psychologists that didn't know what the fuck they were doing came in with a program that was designed to like torture people and get information, but it was just it never worked. There was a there was one person that they waterboarded him like 180 times. And he just didn't give up any information that like didn't or he just kept lying to them. He just kept saying information that was completely false. But I really like that one. I know some people are saying that was kind of slow, but I was like, no, I'm like, ah Adam Driver's really good in it. Okay. It's like they fucking killed a guy. He's like freaking out. I'm like, oh Adam Driver! Huh. I'll have to check that one out. Because I like Adam Driver. Uh, oh, I watched. I rewatched a Taxi Driver with my dad. Oh, nice song came home. It's a good one. I, I've been I thinking that. about rewatching that one. Oh, that's my jam. And then uh, only other thing I watched was a new Netflix animated movie called "I Lost My Body." Uh, it's a French animated film, like an adult animated one, huh. about a guy, well, a disembodied hand that walks around the city. Oh. It, like, fights a bird, and it fights a pack of rats, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, trying to survive. <laughs> it's trying to get back to its body. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. But I really like that one. I've, I've been on a good, the, the last couple weeks, I'm like, I've watched a lot of good movies. I've been happy. Yeah. Watch Puppet Master 4 and 6. But yeah, it, even at the playing field a little bit. I gotta watch Puppet, I might watch Puppet Master 7 today. Oof, I'm luck. I'm starting a uh, I'm gonna do a bunch of like challenges because people on Letterboxd do like challenges and stuff. So I'm gonna do a full moon Friday, uh-huh. where every Friday I watch you know either an Empire or a full moon film because they're they're the same exact company. Yeah. Except Empire seemed to actually make good movies like Reanimator and From Beyond, mm. but <laughs> that's that's one of the things I'll do. If you want to join me, we can do like a little challenge. Uh, definitely not weekly. I'd probably be down to join you some weeks, so. though. Yeah. So, there was me talking about all the films I saw. Yeah. And then I'm so I'm caught up with Mandalorian, which has five episodes out. And I haven't watched any of it yet, because I'm waiting until I uh, re-watch the uh, original trilogy. Fair enough. It takes place after six, doesn't it? Yeah, I think like five years or something like that. Four, like, okay. Werner Herzog's running around going, Hey, Odo! Grief Karga sent you. Hmm. It sounds epic. Yeah. Lucero watched the first episode yesterday. Yesterday, fucking Lucero and my sister just showed up at my door. <laughs> You're like, My phone died. Can I charge it here? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> huh. laying down. <laughs> or, no, not yesterday. Maybe the day before. I don't know. Since I've been back, I've just kind of been hanging out, laying down. Huh. Oh, that was funny though. Um. Okay, let's get into questions. Okay. We have a question from the man, the myth, the legend, Pierre. 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 The j- Joingle. Okay, I was thinking about the original Star Wars movies and remembered how George Lucas has added and modified these films over the years. I want to know what you guys think of a creator going back and revising their past work 
once it is out in the public? Should movies get updates? My opinion on this matter is I think it is perfectly acceptable if a director wants to go back and make edits to their film. I think that's totally fine as long as they make it so you can still access the original version. Yeah. That's like the that's, thing that pisses me off most about George Lucas and, like, the Star Wars yeah. thing. Like, directors, cut, if you want to recut your movie, do whatever you want. If you want to add some, do whatever yeah, like, you want. It's your movie. Like, Francis Ford Coppola just did, like, another yeah. edit of Apocalypse But you can get, like, all of them. And he, the 4K for the new version has all the previous versions on it too and it's like okay perfect that's a little that's a little much he has like seven hey, I'm like hey, okay yeah. buddy that's a little too much Assu- assuming the director doesn't go and like make edits like every two years or so I mean assuming that they do it just like maybe once or twice but yeah I think that they definitely Disney you should release like a fucking 4K yeah. of Star I'm, I'm thinking that maybe there. part of, like, knowing George Lucas, maybe part of, like, the acquisition was just like, you can't release. I, do, I, I haven't seen anything about it, and I've heard that Disney, like, has the rights to them. I think that they've just been holding it back, either to do, like, a 4K restoration. They, yeah, because they probably would want to, because, you know. But the video quality is significantly worse compared to, like, the last release of the special edition. Yeah. Just because that's been constantly updated. Because um, uh, I know that the original trilogy is 4K on Disney+. Plus. I think. I think so. That's, that's what I've heard. But I think so. The, I think all of them Special are. editions. Yeah. Which, I will say, if he wants to leave... The one edit from those movies that I am, that I do kind of like, is uh, the end of Empire when they're in Cloud City. I like all the atmosphere shots that they added of Cloud City. I mean, most of the special edition I'm fine with. Like, I don't, I don't really like the no thing, but like um, everything else. I, I don't like... And if I'm going to be completely honest, I like Jedi Rocks is a song more than whatever the fuck the first one was called. I, I, I don't know, but... um. I don't know. I, j- I don't like, like, the shots of, like, <coughs> the fucking, like, speeder coming in to, like, to the bar, and there's just a bunch of, like, obviously pasted CGI shit just walking around over the front of it. Mm. And I don't... They add, like, oh, scenes I don't like to the, the Greedo, new releases. the Greedo Han thing, you know. Yeah, that's awful. Um, I don't like... They kind of, like, butcher the pacing of A New Hope by adding in, like, the scenes. Like, I... I feel like the pace to the original cut is, like, really snappy and good. And it kind of just... Yeah, well, we'll see how I feel about it when I rewatch. So I'm probably gonna... If I have time today, I'll probably start my rewatch today with episode one. Oh! The Phantom Dennis. Yeah, I just watched the prequel trilogy, like, the other week, so... Okay. I would like to know your opinion on hygiene. Am I crazy to think that everyone should bathe at least once a day? I mean, I think so. You think he's crazy? Yes, I don't think I don't think bathing once a day is good, especially like like fully bathing. Like taking a quick rinse, quick rinse is fine, but like fully bathing can be like bad for your skin for certain types of people, and also like if you have long hair, it's bad to wash your hair every day. Yeah, it's but Pierre is also bald. Or his head's shaved, so he can do whatever the he wants. He also drinks shampoo, so oh, well, he used to. I don't know if he still does. Probably. 
Um, I mean, I I shower every day, and I like that people should try to stay clean mm-hmm. and not like smell bad. Yeah, but I mean, if they don't want to shower, I mean, it's a free fucking country. They can, <laughs> they can be as stinky as they want, you know. <laughs> Lastly, do you know if David Lynch is dead? If he is not, someone needs to ask him to fix the audio in, like, all of his films. Seriously, he has to be dead or something. He's not Or deaf. He might be a little on the deaf side. He does talk kind of loud. Phones? Alright, get real. Watching a movie on He's not dead? Are you sure? Unless he died within, like, the last two days and I just haven't seen it. Within the last five minutes. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still alive, which is fortunate, because we've lost so many of the classic Lynch, classic Lynch actors. Yeah, like, Bub. Like, uh, fucking... Big, the big, big, big boy from Razorhead. What was his name? Big Jack boy? Nance. Yeah, big boy. We lost Jack Nance. We lost Jack Nance's first wife. Uh, I big girl. Can't remember her name. She plays the log lady in Twin Peaks, though. Oh yeah, the log lady from Twin Peaks. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, it, you'll you'll come to know her. I might watch. Tw- I think I'll probably watch Twin Peaks after I finish all of the Lynch films. Yeah, might fair. save that for last. That's fair enough because Twin Peaks: The Return is like has a lot of callbacks to a lot of his movies. Okay. Um, it has Matthew Lillard. It does. It has Matthew Lillard in it. But, uh, yeah, no, Twin Peaks is fucking great. I love Twin Peaks. Epic! But, yeah. Yeah! Is that it for the questions? Yep. That's it. Thanks, Pierre. Yeah, thanks. You got a movie idea? Um, okay. So, it's a movie, and it's like a horror movie about a dude who gets abducted, and he's like, chained down in some dude's basement, and he's, like, stuck in a gorilla costume. Because this dude's like, I really want a gorilla, but I can't get my hands on one, so I'm just gonna abduct this guy, and I'm gonna make you act like my pet gorilla, and you're, if you disobey, I'll, like, beat you or something. I don't know. So it's, like, a horror movie about this dude who has to, like, pretend to be a gorilla, but he's just being held hostage. Is this by Kevin Smith? No. Tusk 2? No, it's not quite Tusk 2. He's not an actual... He doesn't get surgically transformed into a guru. I hate Tusk so much. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the Fleetwood Mac song quite a bit, but... Ah. Um, have you said this idea before? Because this sounds very familiar. Uh, no, but... I did one about a robot suit, where they make him pretend act like a robot. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I pull most of the movie ideas out of my ass on the spot. Nice. Um, I, I remember at one point I told you about, like, Monkey Movie May, which was, like, this horror movie review series idea that I had. But <laughs> Monkey Movie. Um. <laughs> okay. Here's my idea. Um, it's about a race car driver. Okay. Who's like super mysterious. Nobody really knows anything about him. And that turns out it's because he's like five monkeys on top of each other. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's got a monkey in it, I'm sold. It's just about, like, them, like, trying to, you know, they, they only speak in, like, grunts, so they aren't, like, found out. There's and, uh, they, you know, they're like, wow, this guy really loves bananas. Yeah. And he's very good at racing cars. Oh. And farting. And it turns out his main nemesis in it, uh, his parents died in a monkey accident. Wait. Hold on. The main character was five monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Parents died. No, no, no. His main, his main, their main rival, race car rival. Oh, does does the rival know that this person is five monkeys on top of each other? He's, he's just like specs. He's like, no one believes me. Is he like a crocker from like? He's like, Italy? yeah. He's like, no one man could be this good at driving, <laughs> but five monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, and he's French. Of course. Just like uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, fuck. No, then he's, um, he's Swedish. Oh, there we go. I don't know of any Swedish antagonists. That's why it was, because I don't, I don't know if there's monkeys in Sweden. That was why it was so, like, bizarre. I don't know if there are. Because a monkey broke into his house when he was four years old and shot his parents with a shotgun. He's just like, what the fuck is going on? And at the end of the movie, it turns out, like, the, the five monkeys show him a picture of, because they were actually a detective before they were a race car driver, and they were assigned to the case. And it turns out it wasn't a monkey, but a guy in a gorilla suit. Oh, my God. My head just exploded. <laughs> this is awesome. All right. Um... Pull up, and it'll be called like uh, the the business of monkeying around. No, um, uh, f- five monkeys, one race car. No, you, five you, monkeys, one race. You gotta just go to the right studio and sell it as a Diddy Kong Racing live action movie. There that way, go. it has the brand recognition. It turns out that that gorilla that killed them was actually Funky Kong. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it. Uh, Needs to be made. 10 out of 10. My greatest idea yet. Okay. We're ready to talk about the hero? Yeah. So our first movie is from 1966 called The Hero from uh, Satyajit Rai. Um, And yeah, it's basically... It it, kind of was. Uh, Just being up front here, I wanted to like this movie a lot more than I did because I had seen... So my background with how I discovered this movie, I'm on like a Facebook group where people like post a bunch of like film clips. Wow! Wow! And I saw the money dream sequence. I love that sequence. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, this movie looks awesome. So, I picked it. And uh, it was the best sequence in the whole fucking movie, probably. Um, Yeah, I'd probably say that. Um, Yeah, so basically, I'm just going to give, like, the Sparknotes version of this, because I didn't take, like, 
detailed notes. But um, there is this actor. Let me look up the guy's name. The actor's name? Like the, the character's the name? The character's uh, name. It's... Um, Utsang? It's fucking... Arundam Mukherjee. 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 Oh, okay. Utsang is... I hope I'm pronouncing Utam that right. Kumar is the guy who played. Yeah. Okay. Or Autumn. No, it's Utam. I can guarantee that. <laughs> oh, man. I feel... I feel so bad. I'm gonna fucking slaughter okay. some Indian names. We're, we're gonna do it together. Um, so... Arendam? I, I, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, Arendam. 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 Alright, let's go with that pronunciation. Sorry, anyone who's listening who's like, that's wrong, let so us know in the comments. he gets an invitation to go to Delhi. Yeah, he's winning an award... He doesn't really want to go, um, but he decides to anyway. He's worried about his new film. Yeah. It's not doing very well. It's in its second week. He's like a big egomaniac. He's like, oh, I'm one of those actors that needs to be like at the top constantly, and his current film's not doing very well, um, and he also just... He's, like, all over in some papers. There's, like, a story because going around about him punching it. Yeah. Uh, He's like, I face. beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he explains, like, the situation up front. Like, some dude was just kind of, like, giving him a hard time in front of a couple ladies. So he's just like, I had it needed to be done. In front of women. Yeah. Women shouldn't see anything. So he gets on this train, and the first half hour of the movie is introducing us to mostly irrelevant characters who don't really have much to do with what's going on. Because we meet, like, the family that's in, like, his car. Yeah. Um, the daughter that's sick with a fever. And she's got, like, a big crush on him. Um, and then we meet, like, a journalist and her two friends. And then there's, like, this other couple that are, like, trying to get a movie deal and this was the most pointless out of life. I was and like, what's going on here? I'm like, what? The, what's the fuck? Is this supposed to mirror, like, you know, the rise of top, the journey? I'm not sure. Yeah. Which I'm fine with what they were doing with it. It just took too much of the screen time, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's fine to have subplots. I thought it was somewhat interesting, you know, because he was, like, trying to get his wife to, like, help him get it, you know. Yeah. There was, he was pressuring his wife. Like, there were some interesting elements, but I was like, dude. This is like half the movie. Yeah, and it's like it did. Like there were points where you thought like the two storylines are going to collide because it was like that one part where he's like creeping past the wife in like the hallway, and it's like, oh, they're going to start talking here, and it was like right around halfway through the movie, so it would have made sense. But nope, instead they just he passes her, and they don't talk until like the last two minutes of the movie, where it's literally just like, oh, tell your husband to come see me. It's like, all right, well that that plot line was just. Fucked. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, this actor um, is, like, smitten with this journalist, and he starts, like, just telling her in-depth details about his life and kind of, like, shittier things he's done. Um, and... Especially as he, like, starts getting drunker and drunker. Yeah, he... Because he's an alcoholic, he said that, and there's a... Who's that old guy on the train? He's, he's like... He's, like, an old actor, I think. Okay, he was in silent films or something. He's yes. like, 
I, I believe he's so. hilarious. Yeah, he's no, like, I really he's like got him. like hair coming out of his ears. He's like, hello. I'm 76. He's I like, don't as like, a rule, films are bad. I don't like the smell of booze. Uh, he's like, what's the point of drinking? He's like, if you've never tried it, I can't. I can't tell you. Yeah, and it's like basically, this old dude just kind of serves to. I don't know. Tell him not to drink. Kind of yeah. act as a moral guide at yeah. certain points, even though. And bi- yeah, bi- basically, it's just like uh, the main actor is like kind of reflecting on his life. Um, we learned that he used to be like a theater actor, and he had this like director who he really respected, and he was like a really good actor. Um, and. But he's like, films are for sycophants. Yeah, he's like, films, you know, no substance, plenty of money that you get from it, but it's not... Shankarda? Shankarda, I think his name was. Yeah. So he, like, offers him, or so he's like, you know, turn down that film role, you know, keep doing the real acting here. And, uh, it's like, he, uh, he ends up just dying in an accident shortly after. And yeah. so our main actor is like, eh? kind of made me suspicious. I'm like, yeah. It's like, hmm. I'm like, did the friend kill him? I don't think so, but I don't think so either. But I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, here, wait. Let's let's get Joe's real quick mini review of the movie. He watched it with me. Oh, he time. did. Yeah. Oh, that was all right. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I yeah. liked the uh, I liked the old man. Do you like the money scene? The and the dream sequences. Both the, both of the dream sequences were pretty. I what was the other dream sequence? He was like know. running down a hill. It was like really dark. You could like barely see like some trees in his face. Oh yeah, fuck! I don't remember what happened in it except he that. Went, but I remember he went, to, he went to like a like a party thing, and then he punched. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He dreamed about them punching the guy in the face. I don't remember that specific part, but it was like pretty close to the end. I, I was probably just like catatonic at that point yeah. in the story. I was like the last like ten minutes. I'm like fall asleep. Yeah. I was just very tired last like, night. Oh as well. my god! Yeah, I really wanted to like this movie because I heard this director's really acclaimed. Yeah, no, I really want to watch that trilogy. Yeah, I want to watch the Apu uh, trilogy. What's um, the, there's another movie he made. It's There's another Jesus one. Jesus Christ, you're curing so loud! <laughs> uh, there, there's, like, another movie he does that has, like, a female lead that's on my list. It's, like, Charlotte. Char... I, I don't know. I don't. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Um, let me see if I can find it at, like, the top of it. Oh, I've heard the music room's really good. I haven't heard anything oh, about Oh, uh, Char... Char... Hey, is that the same lady? It might be. Nope. Just racist. My bad. Oh. My bad! <laughs> um, okay, so where were we? Um, yeah, we were just talking about, like, the his director and how he died, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take up film acting. And, uh, yeah, basically, I... Yeah, yeah, his friends, like, convinces him. He's like, well, do you think film acting's bad? He's like, well, you can work every day and make 33 rupee a year. 
Maybe you get like a hundred, a thousand dollar bonus every year, or or what did he say? Thirty three hundred, something like that. He's like, I, yeah, three hundred thirty or something like that. Yeah, um, and he's like, or you'd be a big star and make thirty three thousand per picture. I'm like, yeah, I did it. I do that too. <laughs> yeah, I at least like the the thing, the true strat there to do. You act in film and on stage. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Who did this? Do what makes you happy. A what? Do what makes you happy. Exactly. It's like if you need a movie, do a shit. Do a fucking bad picture and get some cash and then just go back to the stage until you run out of money. But, uh... Yeah, so basically he's just spilling the beans to this reporter the whole movie and... You know, she's she's kind of, like, back and forth on, like, how she feels about him throughout the movie. Like, there are some scenes where she seems like she's just, like, utterly, like, repulsed yeah. by him. Yeah, she's, like, she's she's an interesting character because she's, like, you know, a feminist. You know, she has her own. Yeah. Like, the article she's writing is for a newspaper. That, did she make it or did she help make it? I don't It's know. Some, something similar, but it's, like, all produced by women. Mm. And I'm like, that's big, you know? Yeah. 1966 India? That's huge. Exactly. And I really liked her, and I, I like the two main characters a lot, and I like their stuff that goes on. Yeah. And I was like, why is this other thing happening? Yeah, if this movie wasn't, like, weighed down by, like, the B plot, it would have been much better. Yeah. And it... It could have been, like, an a hour and 20 minutes as well. Yeah, it did not need to be, like, two hours. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, yeah, we must be almost done. And I look at the clock, and I'm like, it's only been an hour? <laughs> but yeah, he basically, like, just explains his life story. Uh, basically, he blows up as an actor from that point. And yeah. I don't I don't really think he dives much further into his life story outside of that. I mean, he talks about how, like... It's been, like, even he was He was, like, it, super though. egotistic, even from the very get-go, because, like, the first movie he's in was with a really big guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was like, he was like the big, huge name at that point. Yeah. And he was, he was like, even from that point, I knew he was bad at acting. Yeah, because there's that one scene where basically it's like the divide between the two eras of film because uh, he's acting like this big old film actor and uh, he does a scene where he like mumbles a line because uh, this character. He doesn't even really mumble. He just talks in like a low cadence, like a low voice. Yeah. And he's like, uh, why are you talking so quietly? He's like, well, you're playing my father and a lot of men are like intimidated by their fathers. So, you know, it makes sense that my character would kind of be a bit reserved with this line. He's like, no, this is a picture. You got to talk loud and clear for the audio so the audience can hear you. It's like very much the difference in between like early talkies yeah. and, like, movies that were made in the 60s where the audio had improved quite a bit yeah, since it's like then. the third, you know, early talkies, you kind of have to overact with your voice at least sometimes. You're like, ah! Yeah, or else it, it'll just be by the grain. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what? But... And then it cuts to, like, a couple years later when the old man, like, visits him. And, yeah. like, he... He the, the main character is really scared because there's this big thing. There's this big idea that if you get three flops in a row, you're pretty much done for. Like, yeah. you're, you're done. No more movies for you. Which, that's I mean, what back, back then, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's I mean, like, there are cases now that are similar to that, but yeah, it doesn't I mean, happen all the time. Because if you're working with, like, a big studio, nowadays, 
at least there's like an independent, um, yeah. like, if not like independent cinema, then there's like online you can fall back onto. Like there, but back yeah, then, just get a Netflix original show. Exactly. No, <laughs> but like back then, if you fucked up and the studio didn't want to back you anymore, you you would just basically be gone and uh, just kind of be acting locally unless you had a lot of money to do like distribute your own work. Um, but yeah, basically he's just super fearful. This old actor comes to him and is like, please just give me a part, just a bit part in one of your movies as a security guard. And of course he doesn't do it because he's an asshole. And, uh, <laughs> he's kind, but also he's like, fuck. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Uh, so he's like progressively just becoming more drunk as the movie goes on. It's like a part that I thought was going to have like a bigger, uh, consequence. Like when he like stumbled drunk into his room. And he just kind of goes to bed. Yeah. And then the, the wife of the, or like the, the mother that shares the place with him, like takes off his shoes. And I'm, I was just laughing. I'm like, she should just steal them. <laughs> I don't know where your shoes were. You were drunk last night. Threw them out the window. But, uh... Yeah. And then there's, like, a point in the film where he's, like, super drunk and he's, like, outside and it looks like he's contemplating suicide because he's just, like, dead yeah. focused on, like... The I radio. really like this part. He's like... Yeah, no, I like that part, like, too. Is he gonna fucking kill him? <laughs> yeah, and then, uh... But he had, like, requested that the, uh journalist had, like, come see him. He's like, hey, go find that journalist to, like, some employee on the train. He's like, go find that journalist. Tell her that I want to see her right now. So, um, she shows up and, like, pulls him inside and basically it's, like, this is, like, right around the end of the film. He's like, go ahead, write your piece. Kill my career. Yeah, and they talk and he talks about, like, pretty much how he's horribly, like, scared of everything, and, like, he's, like, oh, my, all my life, like, every time I'm in a movie, I'm like, this is gonna be the one, you know? Yeah. And there's, this, this is one of the my favorite parts of the movie. Like, yeah. The dream sequences I thought were great, and, like, the dialogue between them was, I thought, really good. Yeah, I, I like, all the parts that, like, really focused on the characters, yeah. I liked. Yeah. It was just everything else that just felt like it, it was just like, ugh. This movie could have been shorter than it was. Um, but yeah, basically then they meet the next day and it's like the last day on the train they're about to arrive and she rips up all her notes that she took and drops them in a glass of water. She's like, you're going to remember them. You're just going to write them from memory. She's like, no, I'm not. I don't give a fuck about you. She doesn't say that, but she should have. Fuck you. But yeah, that. And basically, he gets off the plate and leaves a happy life. Leads a happy life from this point on. I don't know. The movie just kind of ends. Well, probably, maybe kills himself. Maybe, maybe this movie Down the flops road. and uh, doesn't yeah. do too good, and he does kill himself. I like the ambiguous like ending, like yeah. leaves. You know, like like the, uh, I just wish the movie was better, or I'm like because it's also like most people like it. Yeah, and I'm just like. So maybe I gotta talk to somebody about why they like it so much. Maybe I'm missing something with the B plot, you know? Like maybe. But I just I also didn't think the B plot was very well acted. I didn't really no. like the people there. Like 
so I didn't really get involved as much, I guess. And it was like, the B-plot was fine if it was there, if it was like 10 minutes, but it was a long time. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just too much. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, there were some really good shots, like when the, the two dream sequences, and you know, on a train, you can't have a lot of like great shots because you're on a train. Yeah. But... There were some good shots. I like the shot of the rails. I'm like staring at the rails, you know. Mm-hmm. And the dream sequences were uh, well shot. And there's some good music in the dream sequences as well. There, it was there. like, Rrr! I'm like, Whoa! yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really don't have much more to say on this one. This one was pretty. Yeah, me neither. I, I, have, I have a lot of stuff to say about Bomb City. I've got a few things but to say about Bomb City. Yeah. What did you give this one? I would give this one a five. I am also sitting at a five. I was thinking maybe a six, but the more I talked about it, the more I'm like, no, I didn't like. See, I was th- I was thinking a four, but there there were things. Yeah, I think we both like we were like tear pulling each other. Yeah, we we kind of met somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so. Five out of ten. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's got some good scenes. I'm sure you can find another movie by what's the guy's name? Uh, Satya Jeet Rai. Yeah, I'm sure you can find another movie by him that's better. The He's made a trilogy ton of really good movies. Really apparently. good. Uh, well, this was apparently really good too. <laughs> and, and true, but the Apu trilogy is like the like his most popular. I yeah. think it's the one I maybe I'll watch that soon. <laughs> Um. Oh, I was like, "What? This dude composed music for Orson Welles, The Stranger, and no, he just directed a different movie called The Stranger." Oh. Um. But yeah. Ooh. So right. Bob City. Bob City. I watched this one with my dad. Oh yeah. Yeah, he really liked it. Uh, he like he like really like the next day he's like man that movie was good I'm like whoa like I liked it a lot too personally but I I wasn't like yeah man I liked it um see I didn't know the story going into it so it me I neither I like was watching it and I thought it was going one way because of how they structured the film yeah I thought the structure was good to like for people that don't know the story which yeah. I did because I was like oh. Because the, the way that they set it up, I thought that that jock guy was gonna get like killed. Yeah, because they even like were like he was a good student, and I'm just like, oh, it's because he's like not a nerd. <laughs> like they structured purposely. So the way the film works is it's about this group of like punk rockers, like punks, yeah, uh, in like a conservative Texas town in like the nineties, yeah, um, like. Uh, honestly, I want to say the events take place in 97, the year we were born, I think. Because uh, I was like, whoa, or maybe 96. Um, and it opens up on this trial where these this guy's, like, talking shit. Well, actually, it opens up on... The big fights. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're fucking pulling into this, like, shopping, uh, just, like, parking lot in the middle of the night. And there's a bunch of jocks and people, like at the end of the ro- time, and then there's, like, five punks that get out, and they have, like, chains that, like, walk towards them, and they just, like, attack, and the movie, like, cuts. Yeah. And then it cuts the court, I think. Um, and they're bad-mouthing punks, this, this, like, uh, lawyer, and then, uh, and then the movie, it 
cuts to like earlier on and then it cuts back to the courtroom and it does some funky stuff. I like the structure a lot. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. For the first like 45 minutes of this movie, I was pretty just meh. I was like, eh. eh." But once it got to like that last chunk of the movie, I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? Like I got like Pulled in pretty yeah. good. Well, I mean, I, I knew I was going to be more invested than, like, you from the get-go, because I'm more invested in, like, punk movies in general, I guess, because yeah. I'm more, like, attuned to the lifestyle, I guess. I mean, like, I never was a punk, but I liked punk music. I was I mean, in I, a punk band. Um, I, I like, uh, I'm not, like, super deep into punk music, but I, I like a lot of punk music, yeah. and a lot of the bands I like have a lot of, like, that early punk influence into them. Okay. Um, and, yeah, my main problem was just, I, I, th- I thought, like, I was like, uh, these characters are kind of dry, and uh, the, the way that the film was, like, being shot, like, I, I wasn't really there's, a fan there's of some, like, the way it was presented. Yeah. There's some good cinematography later on, though, I thought. Yeah. Especially, like, there's a scene where uh, the main character, Brian, and his girlfriend are just sitting in a field. Yeah. I thought that was really pretty. Yeah. It might just be because it was the sunset. Like, the sunset's like, Yeah, that golden hour, like. But. So, the main character is Brian. He's a punk. He's a really nice guy. It seems like he just came back to town. They're like, hey, you're back, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know where he was. He was just traveling around. But he goes to a punk show. He rocks out with, like, his brother and his friends. Uh, he meets, like, a little kid who's like, yeah, this is my first show. He's like, man, that's so cool. And he, like, shows him to the band. I'm like, yeah, man. And everybody's it's obviously showing, like, hey, look, punks can be really nice yeah. right off the get-go. And then they go to, like, um, just, like, a diner. Yeah. Just to hang out. And there are these jocks in there. And... Uh, immediately the jocks are like, oh, look at these fucking freaks, pretty much. And, like, a punk walks in, uses the bathroom, and then, like, walks out, and as he's walking out, he's like, hey, punk you! And then calls him, like, a slur. Yeah. And it's like, great, we're doing this already? And he's like, he, like, kind of brushes it off, but he's like, (laughs) And then they're, like, looking in the window, and obviously they're both antagonizing each other now, but, like, the jocks did start it. Yeah, they started it with a comment. Um, while I don't, like, condone, like, any sort of behavior, I will say they did, the punks did kind of take the bait and escalate it. Yeah. Because they go in and he's, like, Brian's on the phone and he's, like, just, like, flips the bird at him and shit and it's like, alright, yeah. Now you're really... No, just... they did escalate it, but I'm like, at least they didn't start it. Yeah. And then they, like, get into a fight, and the owner's like, get the fuck out. Yeah, go take fight it outside. outside. I don't give a shit. Just fight outside. And then they're, like, <laughs> about to fight, and then more punks show up. And they're like, oh, we better leave. Yeah. And they're like, throw something at their window. They're like, fuck you, man. Uh, I'm still looking for the year. It's took place. Oh, I'm on, I'm on the. Page. I know it was '90s. Well, I guess I could just see what. Let's the, see. I'm trying to find just the dude, the Brian. The, it was '97. Okay. Um. Well, I was about to say the end of the movie. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> but, um. 
So Brian is a nice guy and he's they have this big art project going on where they take like Road signs. Road signs. I don't know where they're getting... I don't know if they're stealing them, because it's hard to take off a road sign. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think there is a scene where you see a couple of them, like, digging one out and pulling it out together and, like, putting it into the back of the truck. But, and they pretty much just, like, redo the art signs, but they say, like, fun things or they do artwork on them. It's really cool. They have a scene... The one scene that I really like the cinematography for is they have, like, this giant wire fence and they have a bunch of these signs like yeah just laid out i'm like that's so fucking cool <laughs> i'm like i want to go to that town cuz the signs are still up yeah it's, and they it's like one ones. of the biggest art projects in the like history of the country apparently like that's what it said then and i'm like what the fuck yeah i'm like i'm surprised i've never heard of this yeah, probably cuz uh because of the things around it. They're like, hide it. Hide it. Yeah. Oh, we don't want people finding out about this. So. God, this movie pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> let's let's. As soon going. as I knew what happened, I knew what was going to happen, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm like, this is, I know. I, I know I, what the justice system does. I didn't, I didn't. As soon as I, like, it got to the scene where the big thing occurred, I, like, based off, like, contextual evidence that the scene had kind of laid out, I was like, oh, is this going to happen? And then it happened. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a scene right from the get-go they start to piss you off, though, because obviously, you know, jocks are starting this with these... This, like, niche group, because there's, like, barely any punks. Yeah, because the the three that are in the diner are, like, the main three jocks. There's, like, or I guess the main two, and then there's, like, a third one who doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but, like, the there's, like, the runt of the litter, uh, which, oh, God. And yeah, but the, the one with the, is the one with the dreads there? No, he's not there at this first scene. Is he not? I don't think so. I, th- I think it's just him and two other guys. Like, I thought I thought he was because I couldn't tell they were dreads at first. I thought they were just. I thought and that like, pisses me off even more because it's like, oh, I'll get to that. Oh, why? Because he was a white guy. With well, dreads. it's like because you know, at, you know, a white person with dreads is already like yikes. But they're not like but, real dreads. They're or I, I, they are, but like they're like badly maintained because he knows it's obviously he's never talked to a black person in his yeah. life. And it's pretty obvious that this character would be afraid of black people if he met one. Yeah. But he constantly listens to like gangster rap and pretends he's a gangbanger. Yeah. And, oh, and he's, he's a little bitch. And he has the fucking weird ass thing in his car where he has whiskey come out of like his he, air condition or his, uh, his windshield, windshield wiper, wiper fluid, fluid he replaced with whiskey, and I'm like, why? <laughs> that's just the kind of stupid shit high schoolers do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, when, like, did I hopefully you clean that out like thoroughly. really, really well because if there's any bit of that like fucking windshield wiper fluid in there. This is probably like the equivalent of like downing your whiskey with a taste of glass cleaner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but after 
after the diner scene, there's this big kind of mirroring thing where um, the punks are, they're going to abandon buildings, like buildings that are in disrepair and they're spray painting them. Yeah. Which is whatever, they're abandoned. Nobody's used, hasn't used them. It's obvious that they've been like abandoned for a while too. Yeah. And uh, the cops show up. And they think they made their escape, and they go into their own house. I'm like, okay, I know you're high schoolers or right out of high school, but that was fucking stupid. Um, and then the yeah. police break in without a warrant or anything. Yeah, they, they like cut the power. They cut the power. They use a battering ram. They like they fucking just start like macing. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're like after the they're house. already restrained. Yeah, and he like, just does it to. Um, I don't think he does it to Brian. It's no, he the does other, it. It's the he main does it to the one that I really dislike, which I haven't said I think his up name was this point. Ricky. Yeah, but I really disliked that one. I he was the one who made all the like really dumb and irrational decisions. That yeah, because like, like the cops like are quiet for a second. He's like, "Yeah, fuck you, pigs!" <laughs> and he's just like really loud, and it's like, "Shut the fuck up, you goddamn moron! You're gonna get all your friends fucking caught." And then he's he's the one that is there when the shit goes down later, and he's like the first responder. Or was Ricky right? the the main jock that? Let me dies. Main jock who dies. What? You know. Anyway, I don't. I, maybe I, tell me about it once we get to that point. Mm. It might jock my memory. Because I don't remember any of the jocks dying. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, I'm, anyway, I think it's, his name was Mike. I think that was, might be it. God, I'm bad at names, and this is the one I watched, like, almost two weeks ago. I I watched them both, like, a week ago. Um, let's just call him Mike. Uh, anyway, Mike's, Mike's like, prone to violence, and he's like, yeah, fuck this, you know. But he hangs out with Brian a lot, and he's, like, a nice guy enough, but he's just, he's, he's got issues. He's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which I get. He's not as dumb as a lot of the jocks, but they get arrested, and they get, like, and then it just cuts them out of jail, like, later on. It's just showing, like, their treatment, obviously. Yeah. And then it shows, uh... Yeah, there's... jocks and everybody. They have, like, this big party where the windshield... With, like, a huge bonfire, too. Like, yeah, there's, like, tons of loud music. Tons of loud music, tons of and the cop, underage drinking. The sa- it's the same fucking cop. Yeah. He shows up and he's like, alright, guys, just... Okay. Go and he, like, shakes one of their hands like, oh, see you later. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, such discrimination. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th- this is where it all goes down. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, like, before this, the... So, Brian's, like, skating at night. One of the big things is he's just kind of skating at night. And they, like, throw something at his head. They throw a bottle at his head. Oh, yeah. Beer bottle. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, bleeding. Like, what the fuck? He's like this. So, they get home. And he just kind of lets it go, pretty much. I don't know if he does anything in retaliation. I can't remember, but... I he might, like, say fuck you or something, but, yeah, I mean... But then, uh, then they pull out one of the signs, like, the art signs, and they throw it through the window! Yeah, and, uh, that Mike? Is that Mike the is the game? only one there at the time. Yeah. And he's like, he's that's like, it. Yeah, he's like, that was the straw that like broke the camel's back! He's, like, in a rage, and he goes to this parking lot where they're all at, 
And, and he tries to fight them all. Yeah, and there's... And he actually kind of does well for, like, yeah, a he, second. He, I'm like, he, he bro! Take, he probably, like, busts down, like, three to four guys before they just overpower him. But, like, this parking lot has, like, 30 to 40 just jobs. Yeah, like, all in fucking, like, Letterman jackets and shit. Like, the whole fucking like, football team. Like, you big stuff. guys! And he's like, I'll fucking fight you all. And so they, they all just... Kick the shit yeah, literally. out of him. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, who does that? And they all like, if one of my friends got into a fight, I wouldn't just be like, okay, now all 40 of us have to kick this guy. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to kill this if, person. Yeah, if my friend is in a fight of, like, self-defense, I might, like, try to step in. and like, hey, 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 step, step, step. But... Yeah, no, I would never, like, if I'm in a group and my group of friends is viciously attacking one person. Yeah. Like, like, I don't, I can guarantee that I would be in, like, a group fight. Like, I, if somebody's, if a group's fighting another group and, like, my friends are in danger, I'll fight someone. Yeah, like, like but I said, if, if, it's like, like if a, there's an individual just be like, yeah, kick him, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I said, if it's like a self-defense yeah. kind of thing, but yeah. I, I, I don't like fighting. You not, don't like fighting? Not a fighter. Well, I, I thought you just fight every day. You're just like, ah, fight me! I, I go downtown and I beat up people I don't like. Yeah. People that Jordan! No. Jordan, stop looking at me like that. Break his fucking glasses. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> uh, so, he, he like, limps home pretty much. Yeah. And he's oh, like... Yeah, because it... It wasn't just they kicked the shit out of him. Because oh, he gets hit. back into his car because he drove a car. Oh, and then they hit him with a car. Yeah, they T-bone him with a fucking giant truck. And it's like, uh... I'm like, what the fuck okay. is wrong with you? Yeah, it's like, okay, these people just are fucking maniacs. Yeah. And, uh... And most of the stuff actually happened. Obviously, it was dramatized. But, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, uh... Mike goes back and his friends, like... Uh, like Brian and all of them are there. Also, we haven't mentioned Brian's, uh, I just want to touch on this point before we get to this point, but, uh, the people that, like, Brian's super close with, he's got, like, a girlfriend, they get, like, a puppy that they name, uh, oh, I can't remember what they name the puppy. It's something, like, fucking punk as shit, though, and I love it. Um, oh, it's, um, fuck, I can't remember either. <laughs> It's it's something like really simple. It's like one syllable. Uh but he's got like a girlfriend, he's got like a brother who you can tell has got like a lot of like anger issues and like they, they call him like a skinhead throughout the movie. He's like, and no. he's like, listen, man. To the point where he literally wears like a jacket that has a swastika with a big like. Uh, no. Yeah. No, the, no like, swastika. Yeah. It's like, listen, the skinheads were around much more long before that movement. Fuck you. Yeah. And, and I'm like, dude, maybe don't wear a jacket with a swastika with a no sign through it. Because like from far away, I'm like, is he wearing a jacket with a swastika? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was kind of the point of the movie. It's like, he's going so far that it just kind of makes him look more like a Nazi. When he's trying not to look like a Nazi. Um, And then we meet, like, his parents and his parents. And his parents are are really nice. Like, they're really nice. Like, his mom, like, always cooks, like, extra dinner every night. She's like, I don't know if you boys are going to come home. His dad just, like, making fun of his hair. Yeah. Like, they're, they're nice to him. They're understanding that he's doing his own thing while... And being supportive while also being like, hey, maybe you should... <laughs> they're giving his friend food. Yeah. Like, hey, come on in. It's great. 
the dad's like, I didn't hear a knock. He's like, oh, it's real funny. It's real funny, Mr. Uh, Denicky. Is that Denicky? Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah. So, now that we have that set up. So, yeah, they basically, like, Brian, his brother, his girl, and, like, the rest of the game that were out, they were out doing something. Oh, also that scene in the field that you were talking about. Yeah, there's just a scene. I think it's right after they get the puppy. Yeah, it it is. Laying Um, around. And he reads some poetry that he wrote, and it's basically just talking about how people just intentionally, like, push his buttons and try to push him to a breaking point. Yeah. Because he, they're like, you're different from me, so we're just going to fuck with you and try to get you to snap so we can make you what we try to, you know, what our projection of you is, like our own ideas. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and that's exactly what happens. Uh, They, like, bust the window and they're like, all right, yeah, this is fucked up. Plus, they obviously fucked up Mike. And so they're all like, well, we got to go get revenge. And so they, they bring, like, bats and, like, well, yeah, cause because like they're going to be guys. five against, like, 40. Uh, so, yeah, they bring their weapons, they go, and it's just this big fucking street brawl. And all of this is going on, and we uh, talked a little bit, th- this dude was in the diner. Yeah, his name's Dustin, he's been, like, just like... He, he was the one I called the runt of the litter earlier. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's a little guy, well... He's, like... You he's not even little. Once he like stands next to like somebody regular, I'm like, oh, he's yeah. tall. He, like, he's not he's like six two. Yeah, just the friends he's with are like huge, like broad, like yeah. broad. By run to the litter, I don't necessarily mean in his like physical status, yeah. but in his like role that he plays among the jocks because they give him like a lot of shit. But he's out with like his one of his friends and like his girlfriend. I think. Yeah, he's got like a harder time picking up girls because he's like not very confident, and he gets like yeah, this one for him. Yeah, I'm not trying to earn him a sympathy. No, no, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was just making a joke. Uh, but, like, he ends up, like, uh, like when the cop comes and, like, breaks up that bonfire party, uh, he ends up, like, getting his, like, his one friend and this so girl. You want to go? You want me to ride? Yeah, so he's, he, he's secured the deal. He's got this girl and his friend in his car. And they're driving around drinking. Yeah. Oh my god, great. Yeah, great start. And then they come across this uh, big brawl. And instead of fighting them, he instead thinks, what if I just start hitting them with my car? Yeah, and Brian <coughs> Brian just is like, oh shit, because he like kind of sees... Well, at first, he like hits, I think he hits his brother, but just like enough to like hit him off. Like not, he doesn't like do anything like hit him. He just he, he is trying to like sca- he's like driving around like hitting people. He might have. I remember his brother being pinned down. Um, oh yeah. Well, maybe he got Mike. I don't know. But but uh, but basically, like Brian sees that this car is like coming for for him, and he's, oh, he's like running shit, away. Shit! So he's sprinting, and, and he like runs onto like a divider, and then runs off it. And because of that, the car goes up on it, and he runs him over. Like, yes. he goes on top of him. He dies. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. This, so it, like, cuts back to the trial. And this trial has been being intermittently cut throughout. It's like, oh. And up until this point in the film, <coughs> it made it seem like uh, this Dustin, Dustin died, yeah. was, like, the victim. Because they, like, point to his parents. And the dude who's been talking has been, like, painting punks in this bad light. Because he's like, you guys so, wear these chains because you want to start fights. And not because you. it's a fashion statement. And he's just, like, slandering them. 
And I, I want to, like, see if any of, like, the, like, written uh, transcripts of this trial are out. And I want to see, like, how close the movie was to, like, the arguments that the lawyers made. Because yeah. I, because if, I, I don't think that they would take them verbatim in this movie, but if they did, the... Makes it even worse. Yeah, cause the because dude's the dude's argument was shit after yeah. what... And the, the, like, guy who's arguing in defense of, like, Brian's, like, family and stuff is, like, really good, and the, his monologue's really good. Yeah, he's like, what the... <laughs> like, if I was on that jury, I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, they need to make a 12 Angry Men where they show what happened in the fucking jury room of this court case. Yeah, so, yeah, not to spoil anything, but Dustin gets off with... Like, a $10,000 fine? $10,000 fine and, like... Probation? Probation that was later dropped? Yeah, the fine 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 was was dropped. dropped. Yeah. And... And it's like, oh, so he literally just... Suffered no fucking consequences because yeah. he was a even though he was football like, favorite. Yeah, even though he killed someone, ran away. He admitted hid it. There were he hid the, the car girl who and was, he was drinking. Yeah, and the girl who was like in the car with him, she like testified and she was mortified. Yeah, and she's like, I think that she she like kind of. She's like, there is no defending what. She yeah, did. she like says something and he's like, but there's no defending what he did. He needs to be punished and like. And then they drop it pretty much. They're yeah. Like, yeah, he's fine. And the scene right after Brian died in the morning, when like the brothers like calling the family. Oof. Yeah. That, that this whole scene was like really intense. Like I don't think I think that the brawl itself was kind of like not too well. Like yeah, the, the action stuff just because. Yeah. It's also the first part of the, this person. I think it was their first film they made, so mm. it's like. Obviously, why? But but then once it happens, it's just like horrifying. Yeah, and the rest of the movie is just like horrifying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like yeah, Brian Dennehy, real life man, died when he was nineteen. He was killed by Dustin. Was seventeen. He killed someone. And that's that's the big thing. They also didn't want to send a kid to jail. I'm like, he killed a He's kid. He's seventeen. He can be tried as a fucking adult. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, and he was fucking... Where's the justice? Our he world he is did go to... Uh, Dustin did go to prison in 2001. Because he just been, like, breaking his parole, like, over and over again. Oh, well, good. I'm and glad he went to prison eventually. He was sentenced eight years, and then he got out in, like, four and a half. Fuck. So he's one. out. God. Yeah. I hope this guy has a Twitter so I can tweet angry tweets at him. <laughs> so I can go murder. Let's go run him over with a car! <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I really like the movie, but I also really like based on true story films. And yeah. I really like punk movies, so I knew that I was going to like it, kind of. like. Yeah. In terms of the actual movie itself, I might enjoy it more on a rewatch now that, like, I know what happens, but I, I kind of stand by my statements earlier that, like, the personal story that happened, I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The performances, I liked. I thought Brian, personally, the guy who played Brian, was really good. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought he did a great job. I also thought, you know... I thought I thought pretty much... Everyone... I thought pretty much all of it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, like, I thought the girlfriend was a little hokey sometimes. Yeah. But I thought that Dustin's girlfriend was really good. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to say that... Um, Actually, I want to say that Brian's uh, girlfriend in it is uh, Richard Linklater's daughter. Is she? Yeah, that's Lorelai Linklater. Oh. Sorry. You, you were a little hokey. Hokey, hokey in a good way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas loves you. Call him. I mean, if you want to call me, I guess. I don't know. Be on screen leave. <laughs> we'll talk about your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. Oh, yeah, have me on the podcast. I can talk about my dad. She's in Boyhood. So. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. I think she's the younger sister in Boyhood. I got the criterion for that, so I'll have to watch it. Yeah. So you can support Laura Lightwing later? I'll prob- I mean, that movie, I guess it was made over the course of 10 years. So, uh, 12. Oh, 12. Damn. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It it could have just been direction, too. And it might have just been the character. No, you're good. I, mean, no, I, I also I, I didn't think she was terrible. I just said that there were some parts where I thought she the yeah. performance was a little hokey. But, um, I but, need to, I'm going to need to keep an eye out on the guy who played Brian. Dave Davis. What a fantastic oh. name. Easy to remember. He's in Logan, apparently. I didn't watch Logan. Oh, it's very good. So I've heard. I need to watch it eventually. I know I don't technically. Looks like he just like is in a lot of like small roles and things. Like give him more leading roles. He was really good in this, and he looks exactly like like when it shows Brian at the end. I don't know. Yeah, like all the characters. Like they did a really good job with the cast. Yeah, they did. And like even the cop, like everyone looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's really impressive for like early like filmmaking, like. Yeah, for, like, an early film on this director's body of work. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, I thought, I like, overall, I, I did like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just mostly, like, the cinematography and some of the camera work that kind of turned me on. Yeah. It. Yeah, but that was really the only main issue I had with it. Like, I like the music in it, I like the performances, I, I like the structure a lot. It, like, actually, yeah. like, got me. I was like, whoa! Yeah, I did. I was not expecting it. <laughs> I, see, because I, I thought, like, that big brawl was going to happen. I thought that they were going to accidentally end up, like, fucking killing one of the jock kids and just, like... And I really like, I really, really like that it doesn't, like, it doesn't villainize punks, but it also doesn't, like, make them look like angels because they're people. They deserve to be treated that like, you know... Yeah. Like... It would be a dis- just a disservice to like his story to be like, yep, they were all perfect people. Yeah, no, they they, they, they make it very clear to show like their flaws. But he was a legitimately good person. Yes, who like did good things. Just because he wore fucking like a spiked collar on his neck, had and a, a mohawk. big green mohawk, and liked to spray paint abandoned buildings doesn't mean he was an evil fucking person. He didn't deserve to get fucking run over like that. Also, they mention uh, the lawyer uh, who's defending uh, Brian mentions that they, when they did the autopsy, they figured out that he was conscious for like 
while he was being dragged under the car until, like, basically, like, it ran him over again when he was coming out from under it. So he was conscious for most of his death and it was very painful. So, yeah, great. Fantastic. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Not brilliant, but, God, that pissed me. Yeah. There's no justice. Dark waters will piss you off, too. Oh, I'm sure it will. But that's just because our world pisses me off. God, I really like Dark Waters. Okay. Uh, anyway, what did you give the movie? I would give this a six. I gave it a seven. I did really enjoy it. I wasn't... I think that I was sitting at a pretty... I was sitting at, like, a pretty standard six for most of it, but I just thought the, the last, like, 30 minutes were really, really good. See, I was sitting at, like, a five. Ah, uh, okay. And then the last 30 minutes was like, oh! Yeah. Anyway, uh, this was on... Hulu, I think. I watched. Mm, I watched it on Tubi TV. Tubi TV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe I did watch it. No, I think I watched it on Hulu, but it is on Tubi. I wish. I oh knew. no, it's on Prime Video and Canopy and Tubi. I wish I knew it was on Prime. I wouldn't have had to sit through all those ads. I do like the Tubi as a service, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's fair. And, you know, Tubi has a lot of shit, but it also has some good, like smaller, in, more independent stuff, like this. You know? Yeah. Anyway, um, so we're starting our Christmas stuff next week, which is the one we're doing in just a couple days. We're going to be starting it with um, a bunch of films uh, for the classic choices. Um, I am picking a bunch of uh, bat. Is it bass? Bass or bass? I think <laughs> Probably it's bass. bass. Hey, it's me, the baseman. Um, so I'm going to be yeah. doing a bunch of Bass and Rankin uh, animated movies. Yeah. They all add up to like... I like this three hours variant on the floss you're doing, Joe. He's like... Joe's flossing. It was like a floss, but it was like a wavy floss because it wasn't really flossing by the end. It was just kind of waving his arms. You see, Thomas, when you're a trendsetter like me, you got to keep the ideas fresh. Yeah. Sorry you folks at home couldn't see it, but you could hear it. That was enough. You can feel my energy. You can feel my vibration. Yeah. You transferred the spin. Ooh. Okay. So we'll, from the earliest one to the latest one, here's what we're doing. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. The CGI ones? No. They made a bunch of CGI ones, but I know you're oh, talking nice. about the original. The, the, what is it? Claymation? Stop motion. Yeah. Uh, the Little Drummer Boy. From 1968. Frosty the Snowman. From 1969. Santa Claus is coming to town. From 1970. And Jack Frost all the way from 1979. Jumped ahead like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen pretty much all of these except Jack Frost. Thomas, you've seen most of them, right? Yeah, I had seen all of them except for Jack Frost and The Little Drummer Boy. And I've already watched a few of them. I've seen The Little Drummer Boy now. Uh, I still have to watch Jack Ross. Um, I had seen Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but for some reason I thought that this movie was uh, not this one. Burgermeister um, Meisterberg. The one, I, I can't remember the name of it, but the one where like Santa Claus like quits being Santa the Claus. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Ah, that, that one's pretty good. If if you'd want to, I'd be willing to watch it and add it to the blood. Add it. We're adding it! The Year Without a Santa Claus, we're adding it. Let me yeah, because that's the one with, like, Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Oh, okay. I always wondered where they were from. 
There you go. Right there. You without a Santa Claus. And then what do you what are you picking? Um so I'm picking to celebrate the strides that Disney made in taking over the market this year. We're gonna be watching <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> We're going to be watching uh, Mickey's Once and Twice Upon a Christmas. Which is funny because I watched Once Upon a Christmas while in Mexico. (laughs) Coincidence. I think while. I was going to pick A Muppet's Christmas Carol, but it it was like 1991 and I was like, ah. Ah. So I picked uh, the next best thing. Well, coolio. So that's... uh... Those are the picks. We'll see you for us in like two days. Yeah, for you, for you in like yeah. a week. Anyway, don't forget to tell your grandmother. And uh, also subscribe, like the video, click the bell icon. If you're on Spotify, call up Spotify and say, hey, I really like these guys. Yeah, could you put them on like some recommendations? Could you put them on uh, related to Ariana Grande? Oh, dude, we would blow up. <laughs> wow, these guys sound just like her. <laughs> um, and don't forget to ask questions if you want to know the answers, because we'll ask or I'll answer any of them. I keep farting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> goodbye. Bye bye.